when does something like the coronavirus breakout make you feel nervous? Like when, when it breaks out, <laughs> like, <laughs> when does it make me nervous? When I it take happens. It back. I take it back. That's, that's the clip right there. That's the clip for the start of the show. <laughs> right there. That's like, the one. I take it back. Ogan declares not special. I'm declaring special. Whoa, right off the bat, I'm <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> Me not even 30 seconds into the show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. You're going to be gone for three weeks. Shut up. That, so, okay. <laughs> um, 150, episode 150 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on faith and life over a craft brew pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogan Holder, and a special guest address and engage what is happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today, we welcome Derek Weston. Derek is the Director of Programs and Volunteers at Hope Springs, a faith-based nonprofit that works on behalf of those living with HIV and AIDS. Derek is also a writer um, whose recent work is featured in our Bible app. That's coming out this week, right? Uh, next week this week next week yep he's got several on there this one's about howard thurman so check it out and even though it feels like spring here today it is still early february and winter of which he is an avid hater of so there we go i feel your pain man i won't be feeling it on thursday when i'm on that beach in barbados but i feel it today feel it today you can show your love for pub theology live by becoming a supporter on patreon Starting at the shot glass level, just a pittance, $2 a month. And there are some higher levels than that. You can get some swag and extended interviews with guests and some pre and post show conversations, videos, and banter where we kvetch about everything from parenting to church to everything. Everything. Is there are there other things between parenting and church? Kanye hasn't come up in a while. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Between you and Ogan, you bring up Kanye (laughs) religiously. We have not we have not done Kanye Watch for a while. Kanye Watch twenty twenty. Yeah, he did a big. He did a big. We can talk about this after. That was after the Super Bowl. Um, and if you want us to do a live recording in your town, we can do that too. There's a level for that. Visit Patreon.com/slash/PDLive to get started. Big thank you to our current patrons. And you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, IG, YouTube, use the hashtag PTLive, all the socials. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, today, we are discussing everything under the sun. We are discussing <laughs> Iowa, the halftime show, Christology, and the, okay, how do you say it? Coronavirus. 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 Yeah, like, just like the beer. Just like beer. the plague of the beer. Yeah. On yeah. the existence of humanity. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. So, Derek, what are you drinking today? Uh, oh, you have I'm drinking a Christmas Bach from Gunpowder Falls, local brewery. Um, <laughs> you don't hear about the injurers you were opening. I know. Like, <laughs> stab! Um, I, I have, it's, it's a 
perfectly delicious beer. It's all right. Ogan, what are you drinking? Fascinating to say that. I got a really big beer. <laughs> Another one, huh? Look at this thing. It's like as big as my It's the size of your head. It is a chocolate cherry Yeti Imperial Stout. That sounds wonderful. From the Great Divide Brewing Company, the Denver, Great Colorado. Divide. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I have a beer in honor of you, Ogan, today. You do. I do. Um, so when we were in Puerto Rico, we went to a local brewery in San Juan um, mm-hmm. called Ocean Lab, and we brought a few home with us. So this is an Ocean Lab, um, their, their B.O.B., their Blood Orange Blonde. Ooh, nice. Um, yes, so those. it is absolutely the perfect beer for sitting on a beach and the hot sun drinking a beer. Yes. I don't know how they do it, but all of the local beers in Puerto Rico were incredibly smooth. Like, get you in trouble smooth. Yes. Because they're made with the island attitude of <laughs> laid back and be cool. That, well, I, I appreciate that. So yeah. I, I, wanna, I, I do want to read the um, Ocean Labs, you know, little blurb here. The ocean has been an inspiration for many of the world's greatest discoveries. We invite you to discover the freshest beer on the island, manufactured with the highest quality standards and expert care. Come enjoy the flavors that inspire friendship, jubilation, and senses. Our beaches offer the best of our island, and so do our beers. Enjoy our ocean born on the beach for the beach. And I want to go back to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel your pain. So, Ogan will be leaving us for the next three weeks um, after the show to be in Barbados, and we're all very jealous. We're all very happy for him. Very happy. happy. He told me I wasn't allowed to be jealous because we were just in Puerto Rico, and I said, I don't think you understand how jealousy yeah. works. <laughs> Jealousy's not contingent on any other factors. Exactly. <laughs> Feeling in the moment. All right, all so, right. so we, we decided that because these topics are all over the place so random and usually usually we will like you know go let's talk about these but not these but we decide what the hell we're going for all of them (laughs) because um you know ostensibly i am assuming all the um, pub theology groups that are subscribing to brian's mail list the pub theology mail list will get these questions and we'll also struggle like we are. So, yes. so we feel so we, want we, feel to we show should you be today solidarity. What it looks like to truly struggle through these questions. Right. We're in solidarity. So we have a 10 minute timer for each question. And we're gonna we're gonna We're gonna do it. Get through all of them. We're gonna right. do it. Yes, we will. So we're gonna speed right. date the question. So, right. And the clock is on. All right. So which state would you prefer to live in? No, that's Both. not the question. Least. Oh. Ask the right Which question. state would you least prefer to live in? I'm not starting Rose. the clock over. <laughs> no, I wouldn't start the clock over. I, I, Derek may need to read today. Like, I'm not so, doing well. So, which state would you least prefer to live in, and which state would you most prefer? And then most. Sure. That's not what it says, though. It um, says, which state would you least prefer to live in? Most? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how we're using our 10 minutes, guys. Yeah, I think it's appropriate. I think it's an appropriate use, use of it our 10 any minutes. way we want. Do we so, actually have to use the 10 minutes to answer the question? Or can we no, no, no. You've just put like a, a, you've given Derek like an achievable goal or something. So like he's, he's like focused in. 
I, I do like to accomplish things. Um, <laughs> so at least I can say uh, I've lived in the state that I would least want to live in, which is Ohio. Sorry, everyone in Ohio. I would not want to go back there. Um, state I would most want to live in. Hawaii. Uh, Southern California. You don't, you don't get to answer for him. Southern California is its own state. <laughs> we have a timer, but it's not a game. Uh, so I would actually say, um, uh, Oregon, maybe. Mm. Oregon has some of my favorite beaches. Um, Derek's really a hippie. Like, people don't I really understand totally this. Am. I could totally just disappear off the grid and live in Oregon. Yeah, like, he's truly so, a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Oregon. I'm not opposed. Yeah. As long as we don't like, become, you know, Oregon, Oregonians. Oregonians. <laughs> <Hemp> farmers. <laughs> yeah. I, like, there's there's a line there I'm not willing to cross. All right. I'm just saying. For, for, forgiveness from all the Oregon listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've offended. No, no, no. I actually love Oregon as well. Like, I love the state, but there's a line. <laughs> all right. So what about you? Either of you. Um, I, I'm thinking my answer is actually the same state for both questions. Really? Yes. Oh, you're the most and the least? And the least. Live? Yeah. That's Florida. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Actually, that totally makes sense. Yep. Yeah. There you go. I don't even need to explain it then. <laughs> so you said the most. Oh, you said both, right? Yeah. Ohio and Oregon. Yeah. Both, yeah. Yeah. both of the O states. Yeah. <laughs> Florida is like legit crazy country. Yeah. And it scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, But also... No gorgeous yeah. yeah but gorgeous key west like i moved to key west that's, and even that's, you know the gulf beaches like yeah the, it's warm the, you yes know. like pensacola is beautiful like so, absolutely gorgeous yeah yeah least least the most in one in one state yeah i get it yeah I, I mean i i definitely the most is a beach state right like i want to like a warm beach state but I worry about the humidity of the South. So like, like I don't want to be around mosquitoes. <laughs> um, so I, I'm with you on Oregon. I think California would be better for me. Sure. Like, um, but least is hard for me. I've, um, that's all right. You got six and a half minutes to think. I, got, I can think. I can just pause for six and a half minutes to think about it. We're not afraid of dead air time. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like. I so I grew up in Kentucky, right? Which for a lot of people would be. I don't want to ever, ever, ever live there. Um, but it's beautiful, and Louisville's really great, and like I really enjoyed it. And I lived in Tennessee for a long time. And I love Tennessee and it's beautiful. And it's wonderful. And it's all kind of complex. And um, I lived in New York. I like, I, I, I wouldn't want to go back to the cold, cold state. Sorry, Ogan. Like, I Why can't do. Why are you apologizing do... to me? I don't know in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do six months of winter, six to nine months of winter ever again. I yes. just, I can't. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm done here, this is it, this is it for cold for cold yeah. states whenever whenever i'm done here if any of my congregants are listening it's not going to be anytime soon Everybody right breathe. you're here for several more winters Everybody but, breathe. yeah no i don't i don't so that's a lot of that includes a lot of states and i understand that but you know there you go you don't actually have an answer yeah do i really have to have an answer i alienated the state why can't you 
Indiana. I never, ever want to live in Indiana. Here you go. Indiana <laughs> is the armpit of Kentucky. <laughs> the awesome. absolute armpit. Fantastic. So we have wow. lost our Midwest audience. I mean, as is, <laughs> as is Ohio, to be honest. So, you know, whatever. But Wow. Yeah. Well, all right then. All right. So look at us. We got, we got like four. We got all four minutes. All right. All right. So we can, so, we can save that. So the Strength rules of today's pub theology is we get to reclaim our time for another question if we'd like to keep going. All right. So let's go on to the next, the next one then. All right. All right. Let's move let me, on. Let me reset the timer. Reset the timer. Okay. So we're we have on, four minutes. We have four minutes. We have four minutes holding. I feel, okay. like, I feel like on the video, we need a timer up here. Like <laughs> a little, like how do you do that? On How's that work? Does that work? Now we're actually like. I can't hold that the whole time. No. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I would get a lot of attention today and this week. Is there something happening? No, I know. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are there ways? Are there ways for? I don't, I don't know that I ever want to come stay with you guys. Like I thought <laughs> I might. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like this all the time. Have a good time. Um, are there ways for communities of faith to take advantage of the wider national attention in terms of lifting up issues they care about? Would you prefer a national primary day to the current state by state approach? So, so let me let me start by saying I actually for the first time this week took the time to find out what the caucus means, like what that means from state to state, like how the actual event transpires. And okay. when I found out, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like people have to show up at a place and stand yes. and yes. gather. Yes. And like, I'm sorry, this is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like my mind was literally blown wide open and I was like I don't what I I would genuinely prefer I'll say it like I would genuinely prefer a one day where we all vote one one day I really would this this is and and however how you do it right we vote in a primary they they caucus which I think is a terrible word for so many reasons um, but nonetheless, especially when it begins with Iowa, because my mind immediately goes to a Caucasian caucus, because that's where my mind goes. <laughs> They're like half the same word. So, you know, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, so it might as well, they might as well call it a Caucasian. So <laughs> nonetheless, here we are. Okay. No, I would prefer. You know, what? you know what? It's bad enough that we offend a bunch of states, but now you just <laughs> offended like I'm defending the all race of people. As the only white person on the Not show, it is my people. job to offend all the white people. <laughs> I'm like, we're only like ten minutes in. <laughs> Save some of the offense for pace yourself in the offense. I told you this day has been a whole oh week. <laughs> wow. No, I would much prefer a day because then a this fighting amongst our own party is over, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I also don't give a crap about like what Iowa and New Hampshire have to say for the rest of the country. Right. And not that, not that Iowa and New Hampshire are not important, right? These people are important. I'm saying these are not the two States that they're the first two that get, we get all the news for all this time and it's all about them. And these are not the two most representative states. 
And so it drives me crazy. Right, right. The system is, the, this system, the entire system from, from the caucus in all the way up to electoral college is tragically outdated. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, needs, needs to go. It just needs yeah. to go. Yeah, it's bad. All right, so what was the first part so of the, the question? So the first part of the question is, are there ways for communities of faith to take advantage of the wider national attention in terms of lifting up issues they care about? Does anybody know what that means? So I guess what he's asking is, hi, Brian. I guess what he's asking <laughs> is, if you were a church in Iowa right now, is there a way that you as a church could be bringing the issues that you and your congregation care about to this process so that while the caucus is happening, you could, your issues would get national attention? And I'm... Um, guessing the answer is maybe i mean other than you know in like having an event having an event that you invite specific candidates to or stand outside events candidates already having with your signs and posters like i'm i don't know yeah yeah well okay so let me ask this question are caucuses taking place in churches right so like some of our churches are voting places mm-hmm. so is so, that where the caucuses happen I can't so wait so no so the is so is in the caucus the one event that happens tonight where everybody shows up to the barn or the big okay big, this is big, a whole state you can't wait, have okay. one <laughs> event no, no no okay sorry let me rephrase <laughs> all of iowa in the one let me re- let me rephrase that all right that's okay. what i'm saying well you don't know there's I not mean, that many people in iowa Okay. No, I did that a while ago, I think. What I'm saying, so at the at the designated places, right? All, you know, at the designated time tonight, everybody shows up and stands. But I'm saying it aren't churches part of those designated places. I don't know. I would assume some might Because I would assume I, I mean, listen, I would assume that those designated places are polling places because those are schools, those are municipal buildings, those are yeah, churches, churches. Yeah. Um, or community centers or whatever that are polling places. So they're already equipped to do this. Right. And so I, I would assume that there are churches out there who are having events tonight for the caucus. And so I think that's a very small number of churches. And yet, like, I think, yeah, you where's that line between having a feeling responsible as a faith community to put your faith beliefs out there and also like we're really just an agent right now right we're just i think as long as you weren't advocating for a particular candidate you could as a as a faith community have some sort of material that shows the the um, causes that you really care about and the issues that are really important to you. And those things you could have on display in the building if you were a, a, a caucus site. Um, but I think where you would cross the line is we care about these issues and so does Elizabeth Warren, therefore vote for Elizabeth Warren. But I, so if the question... Which is how I feel, by the way. Yes. If, 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 <laughs> if you're curious about where Derek is voting in the primary, um, 
We neither we neither endorse nor unendorse no. a particular candidate. I, I'm at least not a paid We're endorser. Totally at random. Totally open to being a, a, a paid endorser, though. Right. <laughs> but but as for me as a faith leader using primaries as a way to talk about what's important to my faith to my community, or no, like I and I actually feel there's some line crossing there that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Admittedly. I, I agree. I, I think it's, I think it's really dicey. Um, and I, you know, the churches that I know that are polling places have actually um, been very careful about not like looking partisan, not looking partial to particular candidates um it's it's tough it's a hard line on one hand you do want to express the values of your faith and how your values as a, a person of faith leads you to vote in a certain way but you also have to respect sort of the position that you hold as a public place um and 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 leave it as neutral as possible. It's tough. It's a tough. It's a I was going to say, it's a tough place. To so be. if there was a rainbow flag outside of my church and my church was a polling place, I wouldn't take it down right. for the polling place. Right. Right. But so there's, there's that level. I'm not going to, I'm not going to force my community to change who they are just so they can be a polling place. Right. right. Whatever. The other side of that though, is even as I'm listening going, I'm not uncomfortable or I'm uncomfortable with that. I think it's inappropriate there are some more conservative churches that say this is our biblical mandate to make sure they know that abortion is evil and they shouldn't at all vote for, et cetera. Right. Right. Um, And, and so we talk about this all the time of like, we in the more progressive end need of Christianity need to find a way to express ourselves um, in a more public forum like politics and things like that so that people know that's not the only kind of political Christianity, if you will, right? But I still, this still crosses that line for me. It's still too much. Yeah, and you don't, you don't, you don't counter a, a, a bad with another bad. Like, it doesn't make it right just because of, of someone whose politics I agree with does it. I don't know. I learned I learned in algebra that two negatives make a positive. So. <laughs> I think I think in algebra is the only place where that works. <laughs> uh, okay. Just so but you know. I was taught that math is life, so Uh oh. I was, oh. I was not. Uh, Our ten minutes uh, are up. Oh, all right. Are up. Time to go. Okay. So did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? What was your take on it? And then there are three different quotes. Oh, Lord. Of other people's takes. So should we start with like, did we watch it and what is our take on it? And then we can read and discuss? Or do you want to read and discuss? It's not my show. <laughs> but you're a guest. You're a pig of channels. We love uh, you. So let's let's give our let's give our our two cents. Right. And then mm-hmm. we'll read the quotes. Okay. All right. It's my two cents. Um one, two. I, I thought there was some some very uh, interesting uh, insertions of politics into the into the show in a way that was, I thought, pretty subtle and tasteful. 
um, kind of perusing social media this morning. A lot of people did not think so. Um, I think just having two Latina artists kind of as the feature really uh, was in and of itself a political act. Um, I know that the NFL gets a lot of crap, and rightfully so, for their treatment of, of Kaepernick. But I do think that in, in response, while they have continued to blackball that one player, they have taken some positive steps to addressing some of the social concerns that he was discussing. And uh, this was a fairly political halftime show. Um, and honestly, it was fairly political while still being pretty entertaining. Um, I, I think the other big takeaway for me from the halftime show is I didn't realize how many Shakira songs I know. Um, Although you didn't know everybody's one favorite in the room. <laughs> so, um, but I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a good for these two artists to use this platform in the way that they did. I thought it was really commendable. I am stuck on the fact that Shakira is 43 years old and J-Lo is 50. Right. And I cannot move beyond those two facts. I love that they picked women who have clearly made a deal with the devil. Right. And are not right? aging. Because there was they both still look 29. The first oh my God. five minutes I was going... That's what Shakira looks like. Like this is not. And by the way, I was still putting her five years younger than me, and she's three years older. Right. Like I now. I thought, they, I thought they hologrammed her in. I swear to God, because like, I, I was like, I was like, no way. So, so part of my, I'm becoming an old lady, right? Part of my um, issue is, you know, our oldest, our 12 year old, she came down only for the halftime show, right? Um, and I've been checking like a good parent, checking her TikTok and stuff like that. And like the problem that I have, although I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to take it away or, but the, um, the young, the youngest teenagers are trying to, or seeing that they need to look that way or dance that way or you know whatever and and just really struggling as a parent on how to have that conversation with my kid right just so, have her watch some lizzo concerts they'll, they'll well die. well but like so there's well but that's the point right like you walk the line between lizzo's fantastic and look how amazing she is but also she's dancing that same way and that's not okay for you like <laughs> you know like i don't care what you look it's not about your body type it's like this is not okay you know like um, so anyway, I'm stuck on those two things. I, I honestly, I mean, I saw the Puerto Rican flag because at first I was like, what the hell is JLo coming out in this wrapped in this American flag? Like, and I was really pissed about that. And then she pushed, you know, she pushed it out and it was Puerto well, Rico. And was, I was like, yeah, it, it was, was both, right. It was, it was one on each side. Right, right, and right. I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then I had to do my checking on why I was okay with that and not the other. Um, I, I didn't catch the subtlety of the cages thing until the next day, like till today, mm -hmm. um, when there was articles written, I, all I saw was like all the bling of their American flags and stuff like that. Um, but once like, I admittedly, like in the moment, I did not catch any of that. Um, that's how I think subtle it was at times, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but how amazing was it? I still can't get over it. I'm sorry. Thought number four. 
um who was that rapper that came out and like who the hell was he and he was bad and he should not have been there like we're old we're old i did i did not think i did not think he was bad that's my that's my two cents worth I thought, well, I, I didn't think I wouldn't he was, call him great. I wouldn't, I was going to say, maybe bad. Listen, I've heard some bad rappers. He was not a bad rapper. He was mediocre on stage compared to J-Lo and Shakira, right? Like, right. Like, he looked as old as them and he's probably 22. Exactly. <laughs> like he's probably 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I love the show. I was, I was honestly shocked, again, the age thing and how, awesome they look but but how really it was progressive it was a yeah you know compared i was to, surprised compared to the americana worship that usually happens at the halftime show and that happened like, in the pregame show my god oh my god oh but there was that too yeah like Whew. the last time i remember anything being that fun to watch was when prince did it and, yeah right right you know and we had that, no, we made the same comparison to be that honest. great shadow play with his guitar and i'm like wow <laughs> that dude is not like even like being while, so singing purple rain <laughs> as it well, rained in viking rain, stadium right. like, oh, exactly exactly Amazing. so i was i was i was very surprised and the whole time i'm watching like is is this jay-z's influence because like you know maybe? Now, he's, now he's connected I, with maybe the NFL. i feel like it is and i feel like I feel like he got crucified when he made his deal with the NFL, but I don't mm-hmm. think that show happens without his influence. No, I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I was, I was, yeah. Although what was it a couple years ago where Beyonce showed up and did formation? Yeah. Um, in, in somebody else's halftime show, like she was not supposed to be there. And that was like the, the blackballing Kaepernick year. And she shows up and and sings formation, and I was like, mm, "The times they are a changing. Like somebody's somebody's letting her in, and you know, well, she's Beyonce. You don't let Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce exactly. Beyonce like, exactly. Right. She lets you in. <laughs> right. You don't let her in. <laughs> Let's just be clear about that. I'm no, I no. I mean, I actually think you know, yeah. But so let's see what our little our, what our little quotes say. Uh, two Latinas doing this in the. Okay, two Latinas doing this in this country, this being the halftime show in the USA at a time um, is just very empowering to us. Jennifer Lopez said, and it's a news conference held days before the event. Um, I think that that's beautiful. I also think there's a line of like, see, everything's fine. We have JLo and Shakira, you know? I did, you know, I did kind of have that sort of like is you know it it almost crossed the bit of a pandering line right. for me as well then i remember but then i also remembered it's in miami so you gotta have right. you, you gotta have a little bit of the spice there i mean yeah. the, so, the 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 singer of the national anthem was latina as well um which is not being oh yeah so yeah i mean and by the way i didn't and I, yolanda adams still kind of got it I was kind of shocked. Kind of. She also had some. She was. She was pitchy, dog. And she. She was a little bit pitchy. <laughs> yeah. But still, not as bad as I was expecting. Because she ain't no spring chicken. No, right. She's not. Right. right. All right. Sorry. Um. Said, one more. Here's another. I don't know how much time we have left, but I'm like rattled off. Okay. There's no. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We can borrow four minutes. Though. We can borrow four minutes. So. It's very important for us to convey a message of unity and also show what a relevant force the Latin community is in this country, Shakira said. So 
just to respond to both of those, I do not think that that Jennifer Lopez or Shakira should have said no, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the people that are asking, going, you know what? There's a lot of contention about this. And so let's, you know, let, let's, it's like the year after Kaepernick where like, let's get all black artists or let's get like, it's, it's the people asking, um, at the same time, if it's like Jay-Z's influence, it's like, yeah, that's what you do. Right. Like it's, it's both pandering and also it could be both. Right. I mean, it can it can be it can be monumental and historic and beautiful and wonderful for this to be the halftime show at this time in this country and also help everybody who you know wants to build a wall and keep Shakira and JLo out say see everything's fine I don't think the people who want to build a wall specifically want to keep Shakira and JLo out just want to throw that out no no, no. Those, those two they want those two they want to keep in <laughs> Those See, are the two that want to be. That's part of the problem. That's exactly the problem. <laughs> that's part of the problem. But if you wear skimpy like clothes that we can see through and shake your booty at us, we like you. I mean, that's that's our, our timer. Our timer's going off. Can I can I borrow like a minute from the four? Do we want to extend? Do we want to extend? Yeah, or? we're gonna extend. So start a countdown, and we'll All take right. away from our um, four. No, I just okay. I, I I think one of the things that for me is kind of overarching is sort of the role the Super Bowl plays in American life, like as many people as I know who like to very publicly opt out of watching the Super Bowl, and by the way, that's annoying, stop it. Um, it's still one of the cultural things that we as, as Americans do. We all watch the Super Bowl. It's yeah. one of the few unifying events that still exists for us. So there's that element of it. There's also the fact that it's a huge business. So for all of those things to kind of converge in a place where this needs to be entertaining, but also needs to say something about American culture, but it also needs to not be alienating enough for it to like, you know, lose, you know, half of the country. Like to me, I think, I think what happened yesterday in the halftime show was actually really important and pretty beautiful that like yes there were some risks taken mm -hmm. and like the only people that i saw who were really critical this morning of it were people like franklin graham right and like that actually kind of makes me like it more so <laughs> right um, right so i you know i think i think overall i just feel like it was a really positive and kind of beautiful thing um yeah, the questions about, you know, one of the other places of critique that I saw this morning was, you know, J-Lo kind of pole dancing and kind of the mainstreaming of sex workers at a time when, like, sex workers were also rounded up yesterday in Miami, like, after the game. Right. So, like, we there's a conversation to be had there. But, yeah. like, the the we can't have all of the conversations all of the time and have all of the nuance. Um, well, apparently we can from our questions well, today. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have an all of If you have 10 minutes per topic. <laughs> and so, and one, one of the things that, so I was uh, watching the game with some friends and when the show was on, one of the, uh, the references or the parallels that someone made was at the Grammys, when Usher did the, I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys, he did a tribute to Prince. Oh. And it was billed as Usher with 
the British the British artist uh, FKA Twigs, and she all she did for the whole show the whole the whole piece with Usher was dance. Most of it was on a pole, and she never sang a note. And um, so I'm saying this to 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 the detractors of the who for some reason took offense at the pole dancing. Right. Um, it uh, in and of itself not something to be offended about. Half half the people, three quarters of people, complained about it. Can't get up on a pole. That that's some hard shit to do. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, it takes incredible skill. I mean, genuinely. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not. But, I mean, I've ne- I've genuinely never done it. Because I do not have that skill, <laughs> and I. But I am glad. Um, I am glad that that she chose to showcase her range of mm-hmm. you know singing ability, dancing ability, inner core strength of the pole. Right. You know, in one in one number versus like FK Twigs at the Grammys who danced in the pole and did not sing a note. And it's the number. Grammys. And, and I don't understand what what that was about, but you know. Um, Love the halftime show. I, I, that's kind of how I feel it should be every time. Yeah. yeah. To aid two ageless women who look amazing and sound amazing. Well, with, and- with a with a sprinkle with a sprinkle of political controversy. Sure. So okay, let's move on. I could, yeah, I could we talk a little notes. bit about the way Mick Jagger right. looked. Um, you know, at his. Um, <laughs> so number four. Um, Christology is the field of study with Christian theology. Did you which say is pro- Christology? I did. did cri- I, I thought it's Christology, not Christology. No, this is the study of a girl named Christy. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, the story sorry. of a girl. I did not read it. a river and drown the whole world. Okay. Christology is the field of study within Christian theology, which is primarily concerned with the nature, person, and works of Jesus Christ. Y'all are the one that let me read. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Yeah, I know. Well, we we do it for moments like those. Come sure. <laughs> um, held by Christians to be the son of God, Christology is concerned with the meaning of the human, son of man, and the divine, God the son, or the word of God, in the person of Jesus. Christology is generally less concerned with the details of Jesus' life, what he did, or teaching than who than with who or what he is. How much does the church's Christology impact whether you'd consider worshiping there or joining as a member? How has your own view on this topic been shaped? Hmm. So, um... We grind to a halt. (laughs) Well, so I would, I mean, I guess I first want to say is like, I think this would be really important for like Ogan's people. Why? Why my people? Well, because I Versus think anybody else's people. No, well, because in in like more of the unity, you've said this multiple times. Like you, like your biggest critique is that you preach Jesus too much, or right. whatever. Right. So the decision of how much a worshiping community talks about Jesus or how they view Jesus would be much more like I'm not going to stay here because there's too much Jesus. Like I, that's why I say that. Right. Gotcha. Like, but I, I don't know if it would be. Hmm. I think though, 
even when you talk about Jesus, and this is making an assumption based off of what I've heard you say about your own talks, you do so with a low Christology, that that Jesus was human and showing us how to embody God and showing us how to bring God's nature Correct. into the world. Correct. So, so and we should point out to our listeners: low does not mean right. Low is not saying bad. Low is not bad or lesser than. Right, right. But low Let's as in as in the the weight of the divinity of exactly. The, so right. that so, um, does that matter to the average person in the pew? I honestly don't know. So I'll I'll say that it does because coincidentally last week I got an email from someone who um, watches our service online and she said or she sent a message why don't you guys I'm paraphrasing why why doesn't the minister speak more towards the traditional idea of Christianity and of Jesus. You're like, do you know that you stumbled upon a unity talk? Well, that's kind of what I wanted to say. Right. <laughs> my, my response was, well, when, well, my response is, when you say traditional, what do you right. mean? Right. <laughs> Let's get your our definitions. Yeah. Exactly. Let's get our definitions together first before, before I start answering. But I think, I think it, I think it does matter. I think it does matter because it's, you know, in the, in the Christian framework, it's what everything hinges around. Right. Right. So, you know, I, so, I, yeah. So but it depends I, on where, where, I think it all depends on, again, where the individual is in their personal Christology and how much they want to be moved from it. Right. So if they come in with their own defined idea and they come into a church that meets that idea, they're like, I'm good here. Or if it doesn't, whether it's higher or lower, they may decide, I don't want to move from mine, so I got to go find a new place. Or, huh, I hadn't considered that. Let me learn more, stay and learn more. So I think, I think it is impactful. I think it's also impactful how the minister and the church uses it. You right. know, is it, is it, you know, look at Jesus's life and in, inspire us to be more God-like, but understanding we don't have our human frailty moments or, Look at Jesus's life, and if you can't match that, you are sinner. You are you're not trying right. hard enough. You know, you right. beat people over the head with it. So it all depends on how it's used. Well, and and that's where I would say I tend to have a lower Christology, um, lower right, like put more attention on Jesus' humanity because Jesus' divinity has gotten so much attention throughout our life right? Like by the time you're an adult and if you went through Sunday school and like basic, you know, Bible education kind of stuff, Christ divinity for you isn't as much in question as his actual humanity. And so right. being able to lift up those stories where Jesus was very human in those moments is important to be relatable to my people, right? So yeah. in, in the attempt of balance, I'm actually lowering a little bit on the, Christ, on the divinity Christology side and, and pushing up a little bit on the humanity side um, in order to achieve the balance. And, and, and for us, it's, it's reminding, in the unity context, it's reminding people, and this may be you know, the context in other places as well, 
that that same divinity that Jesus possessed is the same divinity we possess because God is God is God, no matter right. who it showed up in. So, so, so I agree with you, Shannon, about the pushing up Jesus's humanity to say he, you know, as we say in unity, he's not the exception. He was the example. But then I also try to push up the divinity of the people in the congregation to, to say that, you know, don't look to Jesus or any other spiritual avatar in any tradition and, and, and say to yourselves, I cannot achieve that, or I don't have the potential to achieve that. You know, in, 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 in my belief sphere, no, the potential is there because it's divine potential. It is God. It's there. You know, now we're in this journey of figuring out how, how do we live from that? But it's not going to help if you start from a place of, yeah, I can't, I can't even. Right. And we, and I agree, we don't like, we wouldn't go that far, right. In, in my tradition. And now I wouldn't go that far personally. Um, yes, I, I agree that the same spirit, the same God spirit that lived in Jesus lives in me as well. Um, I hold very tightly to the verse in John where Jesus says, you can do, you can do these things and greater. Um, what, what our translation hurts is you can do these things and greater is, is the, the plural you, right? Y'all can do these, like all y'all can do these things and greater. Like we as communities can do great things in Jesus, just like Jesus did. We, we would put a little more, I mean, we would, you know, we would say, no, Jesus is separated from us um, in that way. That does not let us off the hook. Like that's where we're in. It's, it's, it really is. Um, some people would get much more stuck on that than I, I will, um, honestly. But to me, that is a nuanced difference um, yeah. because at the end result is the same for us, if that makes sense, right? Agreed. We live a more Christ-like life, trust in the divine within you and the spirit within you, you know, and live life out of that understanding. That to me is, is the point. How I believe that is less of the point to me, if that makes sense. No, I, I 100% agree. You got a minute 15. What do you got, Derek? You want to well, wait in the last minute? So <laughs> I, I think that my, my understanding is a little probably closer to unity's. And I actually had a, a, a seminary professor who basically espoused the same idea, also coming from a Presbyterian context, that anytime you hear the phrase um, Jesus saying, particularly in, in Mark or Matthew, the son of man, that you should be thinking humanity. And so, and you shouldn't be thinking just Jesus. And so anytime you have those those son of man passages where we automatically go oh he's talking jesus is talking about himself we should be seeing as humanity is leaning into those things right um and and so for me i i i have a low christology my christology has gotten lower uh as the years have passed and i i think um i i honestly feel like Mark and Matthew had a lower Christology than John. And I think that's sure. interesting, even in the Bible, that there are differences of Christology. I'm done.
And we don't, I don't think we need more time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that last point is important and wanted to point out is that even the Gospels do not agree on this point. Sure. I, yeah. Like, well, nothing in the Bible agrees with itself. So. Well, but that's, but that's an important point is, is. you know, yes. I tend to leave he- more heavily on a verse from John that I actually see as Jesus' humanity in the midst of a high Christology text you're saying you lean a little bit more on low Christology, te- like, mm-hmm. and yet again, it's that like comment of like we're all kind of getting to the same place. That's so whatever you need to get there, that's the thing. let's like, get there. Still, and and in the same place of like, it's our responsibility to put more love and justice into the world. Yes, and exactly. And that so, is, uh, so Derek, that I'd, is like the message recommend, yeah. I'd like to recommend you pay a visit to my friend uh, at the Center for Spiritual Living in of Greater Baltimore. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Ray Anderson. He's he's a cool dude, and okay. you would like him. <laughs> you you would love him. Comic comic book nerd, movie nerd. Hey, there's no the sheep dude, stealing the of my sermons. husband to another church. <laughs> the, the that is not how we sermons, work. Does his sermons often wearing wearing what uh, the eye of Amagato from Doctor Strange? Like he's, okay, he's, he's that he's that into it. You know, he has a church. <laughs> Let us not. She I'm just saying, he, listen, listen, he I'm said he said his Christology might be closer to unity's. I'm I'm just I'm just giving him some options. You've been a member of the church for a week and you're already shopping. Like seriously. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Here we go. Number five. I think that's our episode clip. <laughs> church shopping with pub theology (laughs) that's kind of what these questions are like church shopping questions um all right last one last 10 minutes when uh when you want me read it you got it you want me read it's it's just an oddly word it is a very oddly worded like i i'm not tripped up on like like i'm trying to figure out what he's trying to ask when does something like the coronavirus breakout make you feel nervous? Like when, when it breaks out. <laughs> like, <laughs> when does it make me nervous? When it I take happens. It back. I take it back. That's, that's the clip right there. That's the clip for the start of the show. Right there. That's like, the one. I take it back. Like, that's, I'm sorry. I was stumbling over like, <laughs> we got nine minutes. We got nine minutes and fifteen seconds left. <laughs> so I think he's meaning when something like the coronavirus breaks out, does it make you feel nervous? Well, that is not what he's asking. Well, or oh my God. I think see, much much like the scripture, Brian's words through all sorts of interpretations. That was um, that was awesome. I think that was awesome. I think we should just end the show now. That was awesome. <laughs> I think there's also though, but there is a point when something like this happens where like it's in China. I'm not nervous. The first By the way, those of you in the pre-show when I said that, I was totally joking. (laughs) Of like the world is so freaking small, we should all be terrified. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) But when the first case is like in the United States, do you get more nervous? You know, and and you know, honestly, like stuff like this doesn't make me nervous at all. Like I, I just, I just don't freak out about this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, like I, they're isolated incidences, and like 
usually there are really large extenuating factors when you come in contact with these sorts of things, none of which, you know, I meet. So yeah, we went through this with SARS, Ebola, Ebola, and uh, what was the last one with? There was another mosquito one, Zika, uh, Zika, right? And like. You know, yeah. there was swine flu and there was, you know, there's well, listen, listen, Zika, Zika hit the Caribbean hard. So yeah. as a, as a Caribbeaner, I'm going to, I'm right. going to make right. a case for Zika, you know, birth all right. defects all over the place. I think Zika was a sort of different animal, but part of the issue is, is the media hype around. Yes. The ways it's presented clearly, are, are the same. Clearly, clearly they need something to do with their time. But but, but get, yes, um, um, I remember listening to some something recently that talked about when you look at the actual numbers of people right. with this, the greater danger is people dying from the flu. There's more people right. who died from the flu in a month than we have to worry about coronavirus. Well, you know? in, in fairness, my, my uncle who travels to China and works in China like half of his time posted an article from the New York Times today. And in fairness... This is about a potential, right? Like right now, no. But the potential for this virus is quite high because you, unlike the, so the flu, I am, um, I am, I can carry it for 24 hours and not have any symptoms and be contagious. This is two weeks, right? So you could have zero symptoms, be spreading it all over the place for two weeks. So some of the hype is, is like about a potential threat, right? I, I, that still doesn't speak to my own, like I, science is gonna figure this out, like we did everything else, you know, right? We're gonna find a vaccine for this, we're gonna work it in, we're, and, and yes, there are gonna be some people in the meantime that succumb to this disease and that is terrible, well, but, but this, this, I don't freak out about it. I'm way more freaked out about the fact that like our trees are blooming on February the 3rd in Maryland, you know, right? Like I'm way more freaked out about climate change than I am about. Right. right. Exactly. And, and, and you make the point, the hype is about the potential of it. I'm going to swap out the word potential for imagined because, you know, again, we're imagining this thing can do whatever it does. And we're actually back to the flu there are hundreds of people who die every month from yes. the flu. Yes. Why aren't we freaking out about that, right? right. Well, because we have a, a flu vaccine. So if somebody dying from flu, they're all because they didn't, they didn't go get the vaccine. Well, I mean, you could even get the vaccine and still die from the flu. Because right. It's a different strain, so, right? So where's, where's the sense of urgency around that? I, or I, to I, your point, climate change or anything. I think well, it's because this is new and shiny. And, it is. But I think there's an element, though, also with the hype that we want science to have everything figured out. And when something new comes along that they've quote unquote never seen before, it freaks us the fuck out, right? Like, what do you mean? You guys are supposed to have, like we have diseases in vaults that we'll never see again. Although get your kids vaccinated and you know, we'll never see the measles again, please. But like, that's how we think is that like, I think, at least in my primitive brain sometimes, that like all the diseases that ever have been are already out there and we just need to figure them out. And so when something new comes along, we freak out. Right. I, th- I think there's an element of us 
as advanced technical people that nothing new virus wise is going to show up. Oh, please. We're all idiots. We and we're all idiots. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this is mother's nature way of saying, slow your roll people, slow your roll. Anyway, and by the way, how angry is the Corona beer company right now? Ugh. So rightfully Seriously. angry. You know what? You know if what? this gets people to stop drinking Corona, it I'm for it. It couldn't happen to a worse beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> listen. Corona. See, I, I lump Corona into that group of beers that after you've had two or three really good ones and you want to save some money, but just keep that nice feeling on. That's where you roll in with those. Every beer has a purpose. Oh, like I will drink a Corona at when I'm super drunk because I just don't care anymore. You know, mostly it's our neighbors drink them when we like, we'll all get a bushel of crabs together or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we've run out of good beer and all that's left is the neighbor's Corona. So I I will make a plug for, I will make a plug for uh, (laughs) Corona Premier, the low calorie, the 90 calorie beer. I can't. Because usually, listen, listen. So, so, you know, when I, when I, when I started the Your whole weight loss thing, is gonna fall on deaf ears. <laughs> I'm just listen. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Caveat: They're all bad. Uh huh. But the Corona Premier, not as bad no, as the rest of them. them. Okay. So if you, if for some reason any of our listeners decided I wanted to, you know, reduce my caloric intake but not give up beer, you could do worse than. The Corona Premier. That's my. Listen, that's my, you're talking to the person. Do worse than Corona. That should be their slogan. This ain't for you guys. This is not for the two of you. You could do worse. We have hundreds of people who listen. This is not for you two. Uh, <laughs> my, my least favorite commercial of the whole night uh, for the Super Bowl was a it was a Michelob Ultra commercial. Oh my god. Like, yes. Oh my god. Michelob Ultra as as the cure for climate change yes. and like industrial agriculture i, I was fuming by our beer and oh, and what is it the six square feet of organic yes. like, organic and i was just like i was like my face was like wait what so by the way <laughs> even if it saves the planet i will not drink your no beer, it was sir. literally like if 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 every person in the world bought this beer we could save the planet and i was like who the fuck is saying that like i, I will do other yeah. things that was no, no. And by the way also speaking of ridiculous the commercials i'm sorry how much money did tide spend last oh, night oh my goodness like i i like the third time charlie day rolled on i was like dude no stop yeah. like, that, was yeah. bad, you know, that was real you know. bad that was real bad you know yeah no to the point that like I don't buy Tide, and I I will not continue to. Like. I need to realize that there is such a thing as bad publicity, and I yeah, and that was it. I will sometimes punish products for bad commercials. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. The first two I was okay with, but then I was like, mm, no, too much, too much. Look at us, forty seconds left, and we already. I mean, we left the topic and went to Super Bowl commercial. We so. did, which maybe should have been the opener. So you know, but I think your answer was perfect. Your initial answer was perfect. That's my vote. That's my vote for. Our, when does it? When does it make me nervous? When it? When it happens. When, when it happens. When it happens. <laughs> Someone first starts saying. Oh. When somebody says Corona, I get nervous, yeah. and then when somebody puts virus next to it, I get really nervous. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> plague of bad beers upon our organization. <laughs> A plague upon your houses. 
All right. A big thanks to our special deck, Derek. Yay! Special guest. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Don't don't listen to any of the post show stuff in which I talk about you and your birthday. No, no, no. Already done. No, no. Prevent being planned as we speak. Then I'm then I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll offer my apologies now. It we'd didn't also come up like the way I meant it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure thank is the word today, but we'd like to thank the originator of pub theology who came up. At this point, you just acknowledge. We're acknowledging hey, him. Listen, listen, but there was method the fun. We had fun with this little game we played. We today. did. There was yeah. method to his madness. We were all over the place, and I think it fostered fascinating the, discussion. The greatest part about this is we were all over the place because of the questions and because of ourselves. And usually yeah. it's just one or the other. But we, we achieved both today. Good job, team. Go team. Um, so, Brian Burkhoff, thank you for all your hard work. And to our producer, Derek, who does very little hard work. Um, connected friend, the word wow. on media. She started the show throwing me under the bus, ended the show throwing you it's under the bus. It's everybody's turn today. I love you, babe. Wow. Oh, I love you. Uh, connected thread the word on social media. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, or Google Podcasts. And Spotify. Why do you not keep putting Spotify in? Because you know I reuse the ones with the guests. Oh, my God. I work hard for Spotify. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to put it in now. Okay. You put it in now. So you got to – whatever. Okay. Can I finish? Yes. Go ahead. Can I finish? <laughs> Sign up at – Spotify. <laughs> okay. Done. Friends, if you are listening, here's what you need to do. You need to go on and rate us five stars and then say, quit mansplaining to Shannon. Thank you very much. The end. <laughs> quit interrupting the woman on the show. <laughs> there we go. Ready? All right. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Sign up at patreon.com slash ptlive for more content. Find or create a pup theology in your town. Info at pubtheology.com and slash directory. Not um slash directory, just slash. <laughs> and until next time, friends, keep those conversations flowing. Mm-hmm.